Hey, and welcome to another episode of Digital Noir Presents Humans Aren't Robots. I'm your host, Sam Davies, and we've got a brilliant guest today. I sat down with Craig Swan, who you'll remember from a couple of earlier podcasts. Craig is one of the masterminds behind South Start, which is a, a conference that runs here in South Australia. Um, this year, we are running in November, November 15th to the 22nd, and the theme this year is... Uh, they're calling it the convergence, humans impact in technology, which plays in very well with the theme of this podcast. And we shall be there again this year, podcasting live from the event, talking to some of the amazing speakers um, that have just been released this week. So without further ado, I'll jump into the headquarters of South Start with Craig talking about what we can expect this year and a bit of behind the scenes of what it takes to put on something like this. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Craig and we'll touch base at the end, uh, put some more information about how you can get tickets. We would love to see all of our friends, not only from SA, but all across Australia, getting down to South Start. We'd love to see a convergence of humans here in South Australia for South Start. So without further ado, here's Craig. We're sitting here in the... Uh, in the the brain, the brain cell of uh, South Start. The walk-in closet. <laughs> the walk-in closet. It, uh, there's a lot happening though. You can see a lot happening around me. We've got uh, walls sort of plastered with uh, post-it notes. They should be. A, I think we keep saying they should actually probably be a sponsor. Yeah, poster. It's yeah. <laughs> bloody expensive to keep buying them, and you got to buy the good ones as well. You and the color ones. Yeah, they all flick off. <laughs> yeah, you got to go in. Yeah. So um, yeah, how, how's that? How's it all going? How's the lead-up tracking so far? Yeah, amazing. It's um, it's. It's funny because it's now, I mean, for me anyways, and for us, it's year two. Uh, so now every, there's expectations, there's a lot of things, and, you know, we're still we're still going to market around the same time and stuff, but everyone's just like eager, so how come you haven't said anything yet, or why, you know, everyone wants to know more sooner. Mm. Um, so it's, I mean, which is a good thing. I mean, people are anticipating it, and next week, I don't know when this is going to drop, but a week from today, the recording, We'll start, um, yeah, parading out all the wonderful people that are taking part this year. So. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. Is it Has it been quite different, you know, I suppose, with that expectation there as opposed to last year where it was sort of an unknown? Obviously, you had the previous sort of iteration of it. but Yeah, it was- I, th- I, think, I think when no one has any expectations and don't know what's going to happen, you're, you operate in a, in, a, in a field that's just more interesting because there's nothing t- t- tied to it. And now there's last year... And there's obviously some changes this year and with further support, everyone's got their ideas of what that's going to translate into. Um, so yeah, I know it's interesting. I think it's, I mean, it's obviously exciting having all the people that did attend last year and the, and the sort of the positive feedback that we had and mm-hmm. hopefully that kind of spreading. So you do have that new wave of people um, hearing about it and looking out for it. Well, and the great thing is that we had so many people that came from interstate, whether they were speakers or, or people that were attending. Yeah. And that has spread. There's a lot of people when I reach out this year, like, oh yeah, we heard about that. And that, that, that didn't happen as much previously. So it's nice to have that kind of doing a little bit of the work for you out there. And, and the goodwill that was created has certainly been, been helpful in, in, in getting people to understand what we're trying to do. Exciting. So let's, let's go through some of that. So um, second, second year running out, what, what are some of the changes that we can expect and, and what's the sort of um, overall theme, I suppose, of this year? Yeah, so... Theme, theme is an interesting one. So, you know, we went with sort of a frontier technology perspective last year. And I, I feel that was a, a great start because it was prescient to a lot of the things that uh, are relevant to, to Australia and certainly to South Australia. Um, even since that, seeing Startup Genomes report come out since that, um, 
uh, event last year, we've seen a lot of the information around the exponential technologies, the AI, the ML, the blockchain, even you know, the deeper techs, where Australia is punching way above its weight, where it might be slipping a little bit uh, on a global innovation scale as a country across everything, but in those places it's playing strong. So we very much want to still focus on a, a lot of those technologies. But I think the more interesting conversation is how are these technologies going to be transformative and what are, how do you put a human lens on that in terms of um, impact and purpose so that these things actually uh, have meaning? Yeah. And I think that's been really fun to, to go down an energy route because you have different conversations with people and you bring a different passion to it. Uh, people that are, that are very passionate about solving big problems and that brings really interesting stories. And I think it, it becomes much more human. And when there's a human story attached to the things that people are doing, there's more people that can really get behind that. Um, so that's, uh, I guess, uh, a bit of a difference. We, I think we covered it last year, but the human side and the biggest change probably is venue for sure, because, you know, we had, uh, kind of gone, I guess, somewhat intimate by, you know, being in town hall and transforming, you know, one of the older buildings here in the city into something that sort of focused and showcased a lot of the, the elements of the future. So still wrapping our heads around, you know, that there's not a lot of opportunities in Adelaide to take places, but a big part of that is wanting to create separate streams Um, by having a single stream last year you know we went we went deep on space for instance and I think that was prescient to what happened was pre-space agency and it was great but at the same time uh, a mass audience is maybe not as keen on that much space so if you want to kind of accommodate some of the things that are a bit more niche that don't fit a general audience which we want to do, we are looking at ways that we can expose that through having different streams. Um, workshops is a really big part, having people right. um, pick up skills, right? I mean, it's great to be inspired, but to have someone share about how the hell you've grown in a massive business through conversions of online e-commerce, or whatever, there's people that want to hear that. Not a whole lot, maybe, but there's people that want those skills, branding, design, thinking, the kind of the skills that don't get as much exposure through a, a lot of the regular channels in, in Adelaide anyways, but how the rest of the world are operating. So if we can kind of present these things and tone up and sharpen up people's skills, I think that's something we're really keen to do as part of that. And it's, it's, it's over a week long now. I mean, we're, we're ending festival territory, yeah. I guess. So, you know, so break that down for me. So what's the, sort of, uh, what's the timeline look like this year? So we kick off on, I guess it would be the 15th. Um, and so that's in partnership with um, what ICC is doing with, uh, uh, with Techstars and the Startup Weekend. Cool. Um, we've got a couple days at Tandania of workshops that we're sort of working in conjunction with uh, NVI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got our event. We got the post event. A couple other things that we're still working on. And I think it's, you know, in a celebration of um, an event that falls in Global Entrepreneur Week and with Entrepreneur Week not really uh, taking place in the way it traditionally has in Adelaide, you know, we're, we're trying to do what role we can in terms of bringing uh, the elements of the community to sort of pile on and, and create a lot of value around that kind of thinking, um, get a lot of startup curious people in, um, kind of onboard people into this idea, um, expose the community and the ideas and then the people doing great things. So um, baby steps, but uh, there's been a lot of support for people wanting to find ways to just add what they're doing around that time. And I think if we continue to do that over the next couple of years, we could find this week really being full of a lot of um, strategic intersecting of, of, of people's yearly um, events or things that they're timing um, so that we have a lot more things happening in the city that has that kind of overlap. 
What do you think, like in terms of, so thinking about overlap and the, and the types of people that maybe came last year, but who do you expect to sort of be down at South Star? And so it's broadening, like what do you, who, who's the conference for? So it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question in terms of how to phrase that. I mean, obviously there's a startup component to it. Um, we want to provide skills and, and have a peer-to-peer sense of community of people getting with other people that don't get together in terms of them building stuff and, and the sacrifice that that takes because it's certainly um, an often a hard and lonely road. And so this is a big part about getting together and, and, and breaking bread and what have you. But at the same point, you know, we really want to expose some of the amazing things that are happening with technology, which are very important for people in traditional business, from the corporate sector, from anyone that's looking to be innovative. If you don't have a real understanding of how these exponential technologies are quickly going to displace what is considered traditional thinking, traditional business, you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage. So I think it's, 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 it's very important for that. And I think a big part of what we want to do is the energy comes from the people, right? So if we can bring in uh, the younger generation of people that are uh, in university looking to come out wondering what the hell they're going to do and entering a world where more and more you're going to have to create your own job, they're an important part of that equation. You've got uh, people from the startup community, um, who's an obvious part of that. You've got the business and corporate community. Um, you've got the investment community. And it's when you start bringing all these elements together, that's the important part, right? So uh, the value is from groups of people that generally would not be connecting, connecting and finding new ways of working together, uh, new ideas. Um, if we bring a creative community together with a technical community, because that doesn't happen. Um, so by focusing on creative industries and bringing a lot of people that are underserved from an event perspective here, but having them, which are often some of the cooler people, uh, intertwining with people that are much more technical, that's where you get new ideas and possibilities, because I think uh, without having that, those both hemispheres uh, connecting, you don't have the opportunity to get to sort of breakthroughs. So we want to facilitate that as much as possible by bringing in these different groups, which is one of the reasons of having separate streams, right? By having separate streams, you can bring in people. I mean, we've been working with um, IPA to bring in a public sector stream. Okay. So here we're going to bring a bunch of people that are very entrepreneurial and wanting to affect change, mm-hmm. learning a lot of the same kind of skills but having them as a part of the event alongside everyone else and breaking out and spilling out for lunch and drinks and dinners, you have this new opportunity to connect uh, that, that doesn't exist traditionally. And I think that, I mean, my take on it coming last year, but also I think that if there is, obviously with the namesake, South Start, if people think that it is just, you know, focused just on sort of the startup entrepreneurial community, it, it's not true at all. And I think anybody, you know, from, from a university student to someone in a, you know, a marketing professional to a traditional business can come and get, you know, quite a, you know, a sort of a big sort of super dose of um, inspiration and sort of like, wow, like one, I didn't know this stuff was happening locally, but two, I mean, I, some, I just didn't know this stuff was happening at all, right? And, and be yeah. able to hear some new conversations, find out some new things, and then yeah, cross-pollinate. So. And I think, actually, the biggest thing that we're really looking to do with the event this year is, last year being the first year that I was here as well, and looking at the ecosystem uh, here in Adelaide, you know, it had a sense of being fragmented and a bit siloed off, and so a big part of me being excited about the event was to do this kind of cross-pollinate, connecting people. The interesting thing is that in my time since then, I've had a chance to, to travel more through the country. And, you know, you kind of realize it's a bit systemic where there's this sort of my innovation precinct is bigger than yours yeah. syndrome kind of going across the country sure. um, where state by state, everyone wants to be, well, we got the, the newest startup hub or we got this thing, mm-hmm. which is great. But 
for the country or the continent really as a whole, I think it's detrimental to, to knowledge sharing, to um, opening up uh, pathways and communications between um, these innovative people. Yeah. So really, if, if there's a way to sort of look at what we're doing with the event, it's this is a national event. Yes, it's held here. It's one of the best places to host an event. But there's a national conversation that needs to be had. Uh, and so we're bringing a lot of big national voices to talk a lot about some of the bigger challenges and opportunities that Australia faces and how uh, technology may solve some of these things, how it creates opportunities for people to think about how to position uh, new opportunities for business or startups. And I think that's uh, one of the most interesting things from a lot of the conversations through this curation process we've had. When we talk about that, everyone's like, yes, 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 because there is not an event really that, that, that does that. You, you've got these sort of state-by-state events and not a lot of them. And I think we really want to try to position this as let's all come together and be where we start talking about how do we shape Australia's future with the people that are able to potentially do that through their influence and technology and ideas. That's exciting. Tell, tell me a bit about, I suppose, I remember, you know, probably sitting here almost a year ago after last year finished, like what, what, what's been the journey for you since then? Like you've been out sort of talking to people, obviously you've got to start curating the, the, you know, the yeah. event for this year. What are some of the things that you've been doing? Um, well, it was a, a good couple months just relaxing <laughs> and kind of getting energy back. It, it, I think, Lying I think in a people, dark room. People to- yeah, I mean, listen, people, uh, I think, underestimate uh, what actually goes into to doing this, especially with a, just a small, brilliant team that we have. Um, but a lot of it's just continuing the conversations. Um, a lot of friendships were formed. So I've, I've grown, uh, you know, significant relationships with people across the country. I've had a chance to learn about a lot of new things, be exposed to a lot of things I wasn't last year, which has allowed me to, I think, provide this new um, perspective on uh, on Australia as a whole yeah, sure. and, and think about, all right, well, how do we address some of these things? And, and, and should we not be talking about energy, not just because we have a big battery down here, but maybe hydrogen? Maybe that's, maybe that's a, a future for Australia. We should be thinking about that. Should we have a conversation? Yeah. Um, I mean, just even some of the interesting things uh, that have... That, there's a lot of things that influential people want to see done here. The laws around technology and backdooring stuff. These are conversations that... that we need a, a big stage to have those things because if you're going to be competitive on a global stage... But at some point, you know, there's potentially laws that are making it prohibitive for people to want to do international business because government may have access to data. Yeah. That's a problem. problem. And there's some big voices that are, are, are talking about that. But I think to have it in the context of um, an event like this where we, we bring stakeholders from across the country, we, it, it allows the whole community to really start having that conversation. And I think... Um, these are important things to talk about and, and some of the ideas that we want to touch upon because I think, I think they really are integral to the future. It's nice for it to become that forum. And I, I, I like the sort of the broader sort of Australian focus because you're right. I mean, we, talk, we do talk a lot about being siloed here in SA, but I mean, I, the same thing happens across, across states and in all the other cities too. So yeah. bringing the wider community together makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, and it's fun. For sure. I mean, <laughs> new, uh, new thinking and new ideas is, is how you grow. Um, so it's important to have those. And I, and I think that, that goes a big part to the, the curatorial, curatorial uh, process of trying to bring in people from uh, regions where they've had similar challenges and opportunities to, to bring people from Israel to talk about, like, 
let's let, let's tell you how things go there because it's it's, it's a totally different environment um, and there's learnings to be had there. The same as bringing people that help uh, start up Boulder in that community. Like these these are interesting voices to be a part of a conversation that is nascent here. And I think that's the exciting part. I mean, building these global pathways to knowledge and networks. And do you feel like there's often there's often conversations about um, yeah Boulders and the Israels and you know. Adelaide or, or Brisbane or whatever that you know it could be like that but I think they were often sort of pie in the sky conversations we're not actually looking on the ground like what needs to happen to actually put some of these things in place and speaking to people you know that have been through it and and have seen the sort of you know what what's happened in those cities to facilitate growth rapid yeah growth. I mean and, and, and I think a lot of the times you, you get this sense of you know you know even even here the the analogies that people make with you know Silicon Valley in the early days in here and I don't see it the same way other people see it. There's there's some commonalities. We're living in a different time, but yeah. we don't want to be a Silicon Valley. We're not going to be in Israel. We're not going to be you know a Berlin. Like these are places that are not going to be here. But it doesn't mean that you can't have discussions about well, what role did research and development in universities play in that? What role did an investment play? What role did government play? Because um, they're all components of a larger ecosystem and people that have gone through that can provide some really interesting insight because we're still kind of working out here and we've got this lot 14 that's going to start opening its doors soon and that's going to be instrumental to the community here. Um, that, that's a big curation process that has to be done right. So I think um, it's, just, it's just a really interesting time of this event and the opening of lot I mean, it's just, there's a lot of energy, a lot of ideas and if everyone comes together to help shape that, because that's the job of everyone to do, then it becomes kind of interesting. You're right. It has been good intersection last year with space and, 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 and what happened sort of shortly after around that with this, um, and then this year with Lot 14. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's momentum, isn't there? It feels like there's momentum. So, it, Well, it's, you know, again, it's, sometimes, you, you, sometimes you think Adelaide's like the armpit of Australia or something. You know what I mean? Like, sure. and I, you know, I've just, just having to explain this next to Melbourne, you know, when we were living abroad... But I think definitely in the last year since the event, particularly, there's just like everyone's like, right, like there's like we need to open up an office there. We need to get people on the ground there. Um, We need to start, you know, interfacing more. And I think that's an exciting part because uh, a lot of people haven't spent time here recently and and, and have assumptions of what what it was once before. And I think when people come here, they're like, right, so I didn't actually know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's often the feedback you get. Yeah, and that, that'll be an exciting part this year when people um, sort of descend upon the event and get a feeling for the, the whole city and the energy and the vibrancy and all the stuff that's going on beyond hospitality and culture, but like what's happening with all the other areas that are booming. Um, that's the exciting part. We get to showcase that. Within the, with, through the lens of the hospitality and the, uh, you know, the great things we have to offer in the city too. So I think a big component of last year's event was, you know, I think often people think of these conferences. And there's a lot of people, I think, locally that haven't had the experience of going across to, you know, South by Southwest or, you know, mm-hmm. interstate to some of these bigger events where they do have, you know, a, a bit of that kind of atmosphere outside of kind of your traditional convention where you sit and listen to someone talk and you know go and get a shitty coffee um so i think last year you know there was the buzz of the pill street afterwards and even during the event i think there was you know a, a real focus on people mingling in you know in the hallway outside and and, and yeah. the chill out session out the back so that's going to be a big component this year i imagine as well it has to be i mean i think ugh, i mean it's it's again i remember last year you know one of the things that, that came up back reviewing everything when talking about you know it's not 
technology that solves problems with people, right? It's yeah. that same thing. It's like it's it's about the humans. And the interesting thing is that, you know, as we move into this really you know accelerated accelerated future, that human aspect becomes more and more important to stay in touch with because it's it's going to get to this this tipping point where if we don't have a good sense of that and haven't sort of uh, put that into the culture, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I think, problematic. That's my personal view. Sure. Um, you know, the more and more that we get displaced through screens and through offline connections, um, they become more and more valuable. So I think events like this are there to catalyze that, that sort of the human brilliance of the energy of bringing people together and just basking in that. Like, really, it, just, it's, it is, like, get offline, like, be human and just share ideas like that like i get goosebumps when i just said that actually it's like that's the magic right um you can say it's this event but it's really it's just all smoke and mirrors just to get a bunch of really cool people together and hang out you know what i mean i think last year we joked about like you could just pull the, the plug out of town hall and everyone would just be sitting in a room and it'd be amazing yeah. um maybe this year we'll do that's, it that's a good idea yeah i um, like that <laughs> because I, I think i think it's just so much with the people and and it takes a lot of work, uh, I found, um, in this country to get together different groups of people and have them commit to go to things. It's not like living in New York where it's really easy just to pull people in because it's just, it, 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 you got that density. Um, but there's magic. It's magic. I'm interested in that. And maybe we can pull this out into a different part of the conversation. But how, how do you go about getting those people in the same room? Because you're right, it is hard to get people especially from across the country, let alone, you know, just Adelaide. Yeah, like, is, really that, is that... You know, how much of that is, you know, you literally out there starting conversations? How much is, you know, just dig- bribe them. digital marketing come into it? Like, how do, how do we go, how do you go about, I suppose, yeah, starting the conversation about the event and getting people that have never heard of it excited without, you know, without having chatted to you? And that's interesting because I think the first part is you, you got to bring in people that are participating in the event that attract other people, right? Yeah. So that's the first step and that's not easy and that that has to come it comes through a lot of long conversations like this where I mean I was on a call earlier and it was probably an hour long um, but it was a real conversation we were both like man like haven't had a conversation for a while where they get stoked about like more of that Mm. but without that commitment of just spending time speaking to a lot of people in depth about it to get them excited you can't attract the kind of people to begin with so it starts there and that certainly takes a lot of work. I think, I think beyond that, it's probably the messaging about what it's like. I think you know we'll probably go when we go to market with a lot more um, sharing the stories of the people that are coming, why they're coming, getting people excited around ideas because they're human. We're really talking about a lot more human things. And I think when there's a natural uh, human story involved, people can resonate more than oh, I've got a startup founder that has this company. Like, so what? Yeah. Well, I'm actually like solving this problem, which affects that becomes starts becoming more and more real. So I think that that human, that, that human lens is an important one, but I think it's just it, it, word of mouth is a big part of it. You know, I think there's a lot of people that are like, Hey, I'm going to get this person to come. And you know, it, I think that's how it should be. Like, who's your plus one? Who's that plus one that would never come to this thing that, that, that should be there. Cause you came here last year or you think we'll get value out of it. And it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot of just, human contact yeah get those concentric circles going out i think that i i told a few people to come down last year that probably otherwise wouldn't have and they walked away one having you know really enjoyed some of the some of the topics and conversations they heard but more importantly you know met some interesting people and made some connections that they you know walk away from and go wow that was uh 
you know, one, it was, it was worth the, the time and, and effort to come down and do it. Yeah. But more than that, right? Because it is a commitment. I mean, it, yep. it's, it, it's, and it's especially for people that are like really doing it. It's like you're taking days away from doing other things. So, you know, a big part of, of how I think we see this scaling is by bringing the right people, you create a val- the network has a value. And the, and, and the higher caliber, more interesting, creative people that are part of that network, that becomes the value. It has nothing to do with the South Star. It has nothing to do with individuals. It has to do with this sort of descending of a, a, a weird type of tribe that you resonate with, yeah. knowing that there's this kind of this weird mini mecca of people that you want to be around. If you do that, and that takes a lot of work, then it, it takes on its own momentum. So I think we're still in the early stages of, of building that, and we want to build it more nationally, um, but once it's there, it's like you can kind of step back, and it just it's 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 it's, it's a thing. Something palpable. I was actually just um, with Dan Levy. He said to say hello, by the way. Yeah. Um, Good guy. <laughs> um, he said he we were talking about South by Southwest. Let's say neither of us had ever been, and he was he was talking about you know what what's kind of the ROI for him as a small business owner that you know if he's out of the business he's you know, not potentially making money. And I, and I was talking about that, you know, what you just talked about, that, that, that palpable connection that, that you make. And, and, all, and the time, you know, I, this is you know, a couple of days for, for people locally if they want to come down. But just time away from whatever it is you're you know, grinding on and running with is often, you know, just to, to disconnect, sit down and listen to some new ideas, meet some new people is often worth, you know, more than, more than you can imagine. For sure. And I mean, for me, I mean being fortunate enough to be a part of South by, you know, since the late nineties before Twitter ever came along, it was very much like that, but there was an intimacy there. Um, you know, last time I went, I don't know, maybe, I don't know when it was probably less than 10 years ago, but, um, it was different. It was not the same and it became where everyone's launching stuff and every big Google's there, Microsoft's there and AWS. So there's all these parties and now you got competing parties and it's like, well, everyone gets split apart so to me, it had lost the charm that I thought it was. It sure serves many purposes in an incredible event. But one of the things that I think is key for an event like this, even in the early days building it, is that intimacy. Because you can walk away saying, oh, look, I got 50 business cards in my pocket. But like, I don't remember who the hell this person was and what I talked about. Yeah, that, and that's not right. That, it, no, but that, a lot of people operate on that model, certainly mm-hmm. in, in America. I mean, those events, it's, it's like, you know, and people are doing strategically like, oh, I have to go on LinkedIn and remember, and now I've got this thing, and I'll <laughs> play that whole guilt thing. You don't remember that conversation? Oh, you must have been drunk. And that's just not authentic. Yeah, and I think, 100%. I think the relationships and the conversations that happen were authentic because they were drawn out. They were over dinner. There was a, a pace that lasted days. And you could you could kind of form those things. Um, so I think it's the quality of those connections versus the quantity, the quantity yeah. that that that's where the value sort of steeps out. You think about times where you sort of put in. I'm just thinking. I had like I backpacked around Asia for a number of years, and there was all these hostels you'd stay in. So like Wait, you know, nonstop for a couple of years, you were backpacking? oh no, no not a okay. couple of years, but <laughs> on and off. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, I want to hear that story. <laughs> There's some good stories. But I, I remember like you'd be in some like uh, Koh Chang or something, an island, where you're sort of in this sort of small pressure cooker of like a hostel or something. But you form these c- connections with people over two days, right? The, because you're sort of sitting there and forced to have, and this is pre-cell phone stuff, but sit down and have these human conversations. And they become kind of like uh, connections for life. You might not talk to each other every day, but I felt the same thing in pockets in these kind of uh, environments like this, conferences. Probably not so, you know, out for a drink afterwards or, or beforehand where you're sort of forced to talk to someone that you wouldn't normally talk to 
um, or that might be from a completely different um, you know, business or industry to you, but you find some connection yeah. and it, it just forms something longer lasting than, than just that, than what you would handing someone a business card in, you know, in a hole somewhere. No, and I think it's, um, I, always, I always go back to the idea of house parties. And it was always, it was, yeah. but it was always inside the house party, was, I would always be like, put me in the kitchen. Um, and something was always special about the kitchen. Yeah. It's the in and out part, but and even in these hostel situations, it's 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 where you probably ended up cooking or sitting down to eat together. It really is that there's. I, I truly believe the intimacy around eating because it's just such a core human thing with other people and sharing stories. There's a weird something that happens. There's neurons that we don't even realize that are firing off because it's that, um, which is why the dinner thing was a big thing, which we're doubling down this year because. Um, yeah, there's just something very intimate about that and, and interactive about it that you can get through the stuff that is not surface because you, you know you're not moving for a while. And we run it similar to you. So, so last year's for people that didn't weren't there, there was uh, four or five, three or four dinners on yep. Peel Street with uh, diff- different themes. So you could sort of go off and, and and have dinner with you know a group of whoever was sitting there down for that dinner. Sort of you know. It was pretty random, really, yeah. um, but with a different theme at each one. So I, I like that. It's not just one big sort of VIP dinner. It was actually it's an opportunity for you know, to sit down and, and meet some new people and, and hear some interesting things. Well, I think if, if, I mean, if, if it's technology or industry specific, you kind of want to be with, with people that you can share ideas with. But it also allows people that are curious about things to be like, I actually wouldn't mind going to this dinner and, and learning more about it. Yeah. So I think that, that that gentle theming is useful. But... The great thing, which is one of those things that we get to exploit, is that you've got you've got this street where you can have a dozen different places to have dinner at, but there's nothing stopping you from the drinks before or the drinks after and spilling out. Everyone's congregated so that you can have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people basically having dinner, but kind of like these different rooms. There's nothing stopping you. You're literally forced into it because it was just sort of you know you can't get away from it. So yeah. you walk out yeah, in the street. You walk just in the alive. street. You're going to probably have to bump into a few people you yeah. know, which is going to. It was a fun night. It really yeah. was. So I think I think we're really looking to, to more than double down, but like really activate that. Because um, th- that's that's the the one piece of feedback I think that we got the most of was just the relationships that were formed through just that one night dinners was almost one of the biggest things for a lot of people. So um, so yeah, we got we're looking to do multiple days of that and see what kind of appetite people have yeah sure for sure so when are speakers being announced we've got stuff coming out yeah so next week we okay. start the parade and then every week we'll have more and more announcements I mean there's there's because of the more streams and the workshops there's, there's, there's a lot more people involved this year yeah um, so we'll do we'll do a good job of making sure that people have a good sense of the quality of people and who's coming in before the early bird goes even though I don't know <laughs> I still don't know whether <laughs> people will buy tickets if they're cheaper I think people still like to wait until the end but yeah, it's interesting how that works isn't it it's frustrating yeah. so and, and again I, we, I think we spoke about it last time but that idea of just the ticket price constantly going up until the last day. I think that's probably the only way to, to force people into it. But um, it is what it is. Sure. So, I mean, I think this will probably, this will probably launch after speakers going out. So do we want to talk about any of that or do you want to keep it under wraps for now? Uh, well, I mean, I guess, listen, I mean, we're going to have, um, uh, in, the, in the first batch for sure, I mean, we're, we're, we're super stoked to have Nick from Blackbird come down. Um, even the diversity, having you know someone that represents you know sort of one of the largest you know VC doing really interesting stuff uh, in this country, alongside um, uh, a woman by the name of Inbal from that was really a, a tech journalist uh, out of Israel. 
for you know eight years covering the scene that just knows in and outs of that to be able to share that not only share but also to, to get a sense of what's happening here which will be really interesting so those follow-up conversations when she starts learning about what's happening here is going to be fascinating um but then having someone like uh you know sarah pearson come in on a national level you know chief you know scientist innovation officer for you know foreign affairs like that perspective on australia and the world um, is an important one and an interesting one to mix in with this whole thing. Um, I mean, just my mind just got me just, just so much stuff. It's just, but it's, it's again, it's that diversity of like people from these different things, whether it's ecosystem, whether it's politics, whether it's um, space, whether it's investment, whether it's, it's, it's the important part is, is bringing that stuff in with the creative people and, and, and having that all in some weird sort of jigsaw that comes together um, where you just, you start finding connections that you wouldn't normally have had. I don't know if you know. It, it's funny because it sort of came, it stemmed off last year's South Star and, and all these, these conversations. So I think this is probably the 110th podcast I think we've done for Digital Noir Presents. Yeah, nice. But we've changed the name to, which is which has happened in parallel to your own branding, Humans Aren't Robots. Ah, so, okay. Which is very, nice. very, yeah. very well aligned. But because I, I keep having these well, conversations. Well, I, I think we're, we're potentially moist robots. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah sure. <laughs> but the, the, I suppose the... Yeah, the core of that is all these conversations I have with business owners and founders and marketers is it always stems back to you know the humanity of, of, of what it is we're doing so tech plays such a big role in, in all of our lives and especially a lot of the people we talk to that have started you know businesses too that, much sometimes oh 100% so, but we come back to talking about you know you can run the you know a, a space agency but your problems to probably come back down to you know culture within the workplace or you know dealing with, with your team or your kids <laughs> your family. Or, yeah or just your own yeah, humanity right so sure. i think we i don't think that we can let the you know get too focused on the tech the tech's important and that that you know that that's a driver for us yeah. but it's not the be all and end all oh not at all i mean i think again it's it's um the human element in, in, in the mindset too right even the mindset that goes into the handling of tech the the building of tech uh, it's a big part, and I still think uh, you know Australia being a little bit more nascent to what's happening around the world and, and other places that are more populated and more connected. Uh, the mental health thing is is a real thing in our relationship with um, technology. Plus, we have you know we're living in a culture here where there's a real um, there's a there's a fear to 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 sort of pound your chest and, and celebrate success, 100%. right? So we have that going on. We also have this other element where um, we don't want to talk about failure or admit to failure. And the crazy part is both those things are so integral to building anything. Um, so if, if, if you're going through and building a startup, fuck, it's going to be, you're going to have some real issues, some real problems. And they're going to be human ones with partners, with other people, with money. Your relationship with so many things are going to be tested. But if you can't be open about that, on the on the on the failure side of things, what's going to happen? Like I, you have to feel okay about that. You got to have a startup synonymous. You have to have a place where you can share these ideas with people that are going through the same thing and know I'm not alone in this thing. The same way that, you know, I hope in some ways that this year there's a bit of a platform for people celebrating the success they're having. We should be doing that, and we should be doing that globally so that we can attract more people here. Um, 
So I think a lot of it has to do in that human side about just the, the mindset and the way that we think about our interactions with each other and technology. I think they're equally a part of the conversation we're trying to put together this year. And there's some, I mean, there's some serious implications when we start looking at some of this, you know, deeper tech around AI, all sorts of tech around. If we if we're not embracing failure, if we're not thinking about sort of you know the you know the, the pre mortem and what what could actually go wrong here, you know, I think that. You know, there's there's issues for all of us if we if we if we're not having those conversations. So yeah. it's it's good to be able to open them up. We we need to bake the human into the technology, you know, because yeah. it's already in the oven almost, right? So it's like, it's it's yeah. I mean, these are bigger picture things, and and hopefully we'll have it. These are the conversations that'll probably be stimulated through some of the speakers. Where when we break off, you know, at the end of the day for happy hour, people are buzzing around saying, "Jesus, didn't think about it like that," but in spark conversations. I mean, I think if we can use this as a catalyst to spark a lot of the conversations that aren't had enough or don't get the chance to happen with the kind of people that are together, mm. that to me would be one of the biggest wins for, for, for self-start. Let's loop back around to where we started. I, th- I think it was on tape, but it probably doesn't make sense. I won't edit it in, but we're talking about how, so we'll, we'll be, Digit and I will be there with the podcast again this year and, and a few other people recording conversations and capturing things on video and trying to sort of, you know, make the most out of, you know, all the great, uh, all the great speakers that are around and, and capturing some of the content so we can, you know, continue the conversation further along. What do our listeners think about, you know, the potential to, you know, so after, after we listen to someone speak, be able to sit in an intimate environment potentially and, and listen to a, a right. conversation more like this um, outside of a keynote and ask questions or I, I really like that concept. Yeah, well, you know, it, I can remember when I, when I was doing a, sort of my speaking way back in the day around more uh, technical type stuff, yeah. you know, we always kind of found a way to, to break up and have that. But it was more because you had a chance from a domain um, expertise perspective, have a conversation like, hey, how the hell did you get this API? You know, you'd want to get those, where you can't rush a guy on stage saying, oh my God, here's my card. You know, you always see that rush, you know, and it's just like no one can talk. They just hand cards off. And then, um, but I think it's something we still explore because yeah. I think if you can take someone who's talked for whatever period of time on stage, but someone that's very deep, touching on things that they can't go into depth about in that format. But if there's a way to have someone like yourself sit down with them afterwards in a room where people can, as an audience, be a part of that, maybe interactively uh, be a part of the discussion, but dive even deeper, that's sometimes where like the real juice gets squeezed out. Um, So I don't know what the right format is, but I know from experience that that the people that are a part of that, and if they're not a part of it, but getting access to the, the content later, that's sometimes the, the the real gems come out of those conversations. Yeah, I think I think we should explore that. And, and, and as you know, you know, giving a you know a keynote, forty minute, thirty minute, however long it is, like you, you can't go deep, right? You you are just right. sort of you know skirting over the surface of you know what's you know an iceberg. So yeah, um, yeah, I think I think we should explore that for sure. Yeah, well, I'll leave that <laughs> largely to you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but I but I think you're right. I think but I think a lot of that will happen through the natural conversations around the event with people, but when you have thought leaders and people that are spending their lives on that one particular thing, that's when you have an opportunity to have them there. You, you want to, you want to dig deep because I mean, they've been thinking about this stuff sometimes for, for decades. Yeah, that's Uh, right. It's, it's that knowledge is just invaluable. And I think I was lucky enough to to have some of those conversations um, at South Start last time. Mm-hmm. And I think the the format that 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 we did the podcast, um, I, I wasn't privy to the the keynotes, yeah. so um, I was sort of flying pretty uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. pretty blind through totally a lot of them. Blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally blind. Which was which was actually quite interesting in terms of that that human element. Yeah, because it wasn't like 
okay, I know you who you are. I know exactly. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So I was like, hey, how are you? I'm Sam. Like, let's have a conversation. Yeah. It was actually quite nice. It leveled yeah. the playing field to a certain yeah. extent, as opposed to firing t- 10 questions at them. But had you heard that they were talking about this weird yeah. way that AI was going to affect, you would have been like, oh, well, I got this question. I need to it. ask you this, whereas you wouldn't have thought of that. And I think that that's the interactive element of conversation, right? So it's... Um, it's a different conversation. But. Yeah, and I like being able to potentially open that up for, um, you know, the wider audience that, that, you know, might not get the opportunity for a QA or to, you know, yeah, find someone after and, and have that one-on-one. So, yeah, yeah we, can, we can have a play around yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. It's all a big experiment, man. It's like, That's you know fine. what I mean? There is no... Let's just you just bring people together. You you try to make the best of it. But, and, and that's the the fun part of this. And I think I think that adds to the depth of it because it is you know this isn't this isn't some big corporate machine that's been running. This is literally you know you, we're sitting in an, in a startup office, right? That's, yeah. That's what this I mean is. this this I mean it, I, I I I use it as an analogy often. I mean this is exactly we are operating this thing totally like a startup. Um, kind of figuring it out as we go having to do the same stuff you do, you got to sell, you got to convince, you got to do all this stuff, you got to build, you got to execute. The difference is that we have a date. Yeah. That it, it, you, you are, it's, you're shipping this date and there's no getting around that. There's that's no like, good. oh, you don't know a few bugs. It's like, it, it, it's happening. Um, but that's part of, that's part of the, well, it's part of the, the, the excitement. It's also part of the reason why you need a month or two after just to just say, leave me alone. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, and I think that, that keeps us in the spirit of it, right? Yeah, it's that's not, right. This and if we, if we, I think there's people that think it's got to be a certain way and it's got to check these boxes and people walk into this with their own expectations, but it's, I think the more that you just understand it's about the people and, and the best analogy I always come to is like, how do you do that supper party? How do you invite interesting people where you just got to bring them together, break some bread, Put maybe open a couple bottles yeah. and then the magic happens. Just let the people, the right people come and then everything else doesn't matter what happens. And I think in, you, you spoke before about um, you know the speakers and, and some of the people that are attending from interstate sort of giving word of mouth and, and, and talking about it. But I think when they're interacting with yourself and your team and you guys are so passionate and you know talking, you know, this is what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to create this you know kitchen where we can break bread. These kind of themes. It's not as if they're just going to call from some PR company saying, "Hey, here's a gig in Adelaide." This is what it's going to, you know, this is the pay and, you know, come fly on down. And, you know, they're actually kind of um, engaged and at a higher level than they would be for potentially another speaking gig somewhere. I think that's the only way you can scale this kind of idea. And again, it comes back to that the the value of the network is the value. It's not, I mean, there, there's, there's people, I mean, there's people who make a living with speaker fees. That's, but that's, that's totally the wrong type of person for an event like this because, these are about people that w- want to talk about what they're doing because they care about it that much. They're willing to make the sacrifice. But as part of that, obviously, they're going to be looked after and have an amazing time. Very well. But when you see the collection of people that are there, they have to be like, these are interesting people that I would not normally get to hang out with. I get the opportunity to do that. That becomes more than any speaker fee could ever be. And if you can do that well, you can scale that. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the work goes in, but it's, it's, it's where it just becomes fun where you start, when you start seeing the names, you're like, this is going to be some interesting people. This is going to be some interesting ideas. Um, and bring those people together. Just imagine, I mean, we got, we got some, we got some diverse people and I think that's, that's what kind of makes it fun. 
um, it can't just be one thing. It has to be multiple things. Otherwise, it's boring, you know. I think you did a great job of that last year, so I can't wait to see how that, uh, that plays out this year. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. Exciting. So, so tickets are on sale now? They're on sale. Yep. Go buy them. Go buy them. Uh, before Early. they go up, unless yeah. you don't care, which was fine for us because we'll make more money and we can do more stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, Early Bird went on sale uh, a couple weeks ago. They're going to close on September 24th. We're going to throw an event. Uh, in town here to kind of celebrate, nice. bring together some people, and and part of that whole let, that's right, we're humans. Let's get together. Let's start getting used to this whole hanging out and talking and, and cool. driving, um, and try to do maybe a couple things leading up to it, just as as a way to kind of get that momentum going, get people understand you know the value in in us as humans. I definitely think as well. Any university students listening, like this is such a good thing. I think. I think. I think. I, mean, I don't know how many there were last year, but I think the more students, even, even high school it's students. It's a tricky time. I know, I know it's, it's kind of it borders on the edge of uh, exam and stuff, but I mean, you know, listen, does, it, does, it, does, degree, does a degree really matter else. anymore? Yeah, that's right. No, listen, and we've, you know, we did our, we've dropped these, I mean, student tickets are ridiculous. I mean, they're 59 bucks. Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a no brainer. Um, I, 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 I think so. Mm. Um, but, it's important to have that energy there. I mean, yeah. these are the people that are going to be building the companies of the future. You have an opportunity to meet the people that are, are doing it, uh, get inspired by them. Um, and I think a lot of times when people think about startups, and this is an important point, people think, oh, you know, it's all technology and I'm not a technologist. And it's like, no, it's not. You're building a business. You're going to need marketing people. You're going to need a whole bunch of salespeople. I mean, people that are, a whole group of people are needed to build out of business, not just a bunch of, you know, the stereotypical, you know, guys pumping out code. That's not what it's about. So I think it's more that people realize that um, it takes a diverse group of people to build a business. Um, the more I think people can see the value of like, I'd like to go meet a bunch of those people because you never know. It could be just a two o'clock in the morning on Peel Street meeting somebody you never met from a different university going, holy cow, I want to do this. I want to do this. Maybe you should give it a shot and build a business. That's giving me goosebumps. What's that? <laughs> it's giving me goosebumps, you know, those conversations, yeah. literally. And that's how it happens. Yeah. And it, but but it, it's only through events like this. But it doesn't happen, people, unless you come, right? <laughs> so, I mean, we can do all this work. Yeah. And, and that, that, was this, that was the thing that was frustrating for me is I, I know there was a lot of people on the sidelines last year that, yeah. that probably knew about it, that didn't commit. Um, and it would have been better only because they were there. It's the people that, that create the value. So um, certainly going to do everything we can to get as many people out um, because, again, the, the network is the value and, and it gets multiplied by every single, yeah, every single non-robot that's there. So dates, I was just looking them up on my phone. So November 15th to 22nd. Um, yeah. the, 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 but the, the conference proper is, yeah, the, the 20 and 21st. 20, 21st. Um, with a bunch of stuff happening before and after, lots of fun stuff. Um, more stuff to be announced, but um, but a week full of fun stuff. So definitely circle the 20 and 21 in your calendar. Yeah, sweet. We'll come. And the we'll, 22 maybe to take off and recuperate. I think they'll definitely, yeah. Or do some study if you're... Yeah, oh yeah, for your exams. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll have a chat again, I think, in, in like a, in a month or so and sort of see how things are tracking. I'm keeping to talk see about the still standing. 1% pledge thing as well, but we don't need to get into that yeah, today. I but, get, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, that's in a just very, I mean, that has to do with, you know, this impact-driven thing. I mean, it's we're a pledge 1% event we partnered with a Atlassian foundation um, and I think that's just really about playing to the ethos same way as using Humanitics as a ticketing platform where uh, you know money's going to to uh, indigenous charities for the first uh, bunch but it's a uh, it's about giving back um, I think that that pay it forward mentality uh, is a big part of um, the culture that, that that needs to be there 
Cool. So, I mean, we may as well touch on it now. So, one percent of, of, of profit goes through to. And so, what, how, how does that how does that work? Right into your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, pledge one percent is 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 more. I think it's 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 more important for people to look at it as a way of um, before massive success pledging that there's going to be a give back. Yep. It's not like you're you're really actually giving anything up when you sign up to do it. Mm-hmm. It's about saying. I stand for this. Um, it's a paying forward thing. So yeah, when there is an exit, when I see the success down the road, I've pledged that I'm going to do that. So uh, I think it's more about the, the, the mentality. Taking that stand early. Yeah, and it's it's, it's I think it's uh, I think I think people want to do that. People haven't often known how to do that, yeah. and I think this is one one small way to sort of start that thinking because I think as that aligns into culture, into the way you build stuff, it strengthens your brand, it strengthens your communications, and it strengthens your ability to connect with other people as humans because ultimately that's, I think, what people care about even if the world's telling them else. Especially the team. And so, I mean, my team, I know, they they really thrive on anything we can do to give back to the community or, you know, help build something outside of just, you know, uh, products for, for money. And listen, I mean this event wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for, you know, the dozens and dozens of, of human souls yeah. that, that support us. I mean, last year, I mean, I think we had over 50 people in total that gave up a lot of time and energy and passion to make it a success. So Blood, like, by all means, tears. yeah, and it, it, we could not do without that. And I think that that goes to that. I think even this year, it's like that we, we've built a sense of family around it where people want to come back and there's like just good vibes. Camaraderie, yeah. Like, and the chills again. It's like, but that's what it's about. It's like and when, when people can come together and realize, wow, this thing would never have happened. It's way bigger than we could have thought because we did it. There's a sense of like we can do things together. And that's a thing that's lost in this sort of dehumanization, sort of siloed off, staring into screen culture that we're living in. Yeah. It's these moments when you realize a lot of stuff happens and it feels good when you do it together. Yeah. So and it's bigger than you and it's bigger. You know, you're feeling totally. a part of something is, yeah. is special. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we're excited to be a part of it again. Yeah. No, likewise, <laughs> we'll have to get that combi set up. Yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Oh, cheers, mate. All right. Cheers, Sam. Thanks. Hey, Sam here again. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks so much to Craig for taking the time out of his very busy schedule getting set up for South Start. So, like I said, South Start this year um, is running over a week. Um, the actual event um, is across uh, a few days. So November 15th to the 22nd, please book out. If you're interested in getting tickets, you can head to southstart.co. That's southstart.co. And please follow them across Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn as well. Tickets are available directly from the website. Um, and there is early bird access at the moment, which runs out on the 24th of September. So jump in. Very, very fair prices, especially for students, as we mentioned in the in the podcast. So if you're a student, I cannot recommend enough getting your ass down to South Start this year and, you know, getting that kick of inspiration that, I don't know, I, I, I didn't get when I was at uni. So I think finding out about some of this cool stuff that's happening in the state and sort of opening your mind to, yeah, the bigger world that's out there and, you know, potentially meeting some people that, you know, really could be the kickstart for something huge so we'll be there and we'll be talking um, about it in the lead up so until then stay cool and if you enjoy this podcast tell somebody you're sitting next to to listen to it we'll catch you next time